All right, welcome. This is the Developing Successful Farmer podcast, part of a new and beginning farmer team at Penn State Extension. My name is Annie Miller, and I'm here with Lynn Kine, who is also um, part of our, um, he's actually the leader of our uh, new and beginning farmer team. Lynn has written extensively on um, alternative ag education, as well as SWOT analysis. And if you were to Google Lynn, you'd find an awful lot of articles written by him. So we're fortunate to have Lynn as our leader. I am an extension educator located in Cumberland County, and I work mainly with finance um, and sort of putting together your financial information or doing analysis of your financial information. But I am delighted today to bring in Megan Charner. She is an extension educator located in Lehigh County. And Megan, your primary focus looks to be vegetables. Mm-hmm. But I see that you have a background in soil science. And you've written extensively on soil health, on um, best practices, and sort of that bio, the, the bio parts of soil. So that's mm-hmm. what we're hoping you might focus a little bit with us today on soil health, because as new and beginning farmers, that should be one of the um, important elements that they focus on, correct? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. It all starts okay. with soil. It starts with the soil, right? Unless you're hydroponics, and then it would <laughs> uh, that's a whole yep. other kettle of fish, right? So. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Extension? Sure. So I am, like you said, Extension Educator, and I am on the horticulture team or the vegetable team more specifically. And the way that I explain it to people is that I'm the person that the farmer calls if they're having problems with their production. So they'll call me and say, something's eating my tomatoes. Can you come help me figure out what it is? And what to do about it. And so that's, that's, who, that's who they would call. Terrific. So um, you do workshops, you do education, but you actually would go out and do site visits and look at plants and vegetables and, and um, maybe even the soil. You got it. Okay. So let's start with the soil. What should a farmer um, consider when they're considering their soil? Yeah, so this is going to be really important, and it's honestly something that we don't talk about enough um, in extension or or maybe just in general in agriculture. And um, so there's going to be a couple of key things to look at. So if you are farming for the first time and you're actually selecting the the piece of land that you're going to be farming on, there's a couple of things that I think that each farmer should do before they if you're able to do these things before you actually sign a lease or, or buy the property, there's a couple of things that I think a farmer should do. And the first one is actually to look at an online database called the Web Soil Survey. And so this is a, an online database of soil information that's been collected for the last, I don't know, 100 or 150 years. It used to be all print um, if you hunt around long enough, you can find old books of soil surveys, usually at extension offices. But now it's nice because it's all online. And you can go to the web soil survey, put in the address, and it'll spit out all of this great information about the soils on that property. And so you can actually get a really good idea of what you're going to be working with before you ever even set foot on the property. 
So that can be really helpful. That's amazing. So if I were to go to Google, what would I type in? Exactly. So, I, and this is how I recommend getting there because the, the link is long and, you know, messy. So I would literally just go to a search engine, Google, and say web soil survey. And it'll take you to the website. There's going to be a big green button <laughs> that says take me to the web soil survey. And you click on it and it'll take you to the online database. And I have had the opportunity to look at that before, and I think it's amazing that all this information is available really at no cost to, to farmers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you recommend, you know, if I'm interested in purchasing a property or leasing a property, I really should take a look at that soil first. Are there soils that match to certain crops? Is that, you know, am I looking, what am I looking for once I get there? Yeah. So um, I will say this about the web soil survey is that it's, it's clunky um, and a little bit hard to use, but there are tutorials and, and you know, cheat sheets out there that can help you navigate the database. Um, but once you get it, it's easy and you can, you can look at all of the information. And so the information that I would look for specifically is the different um, types of soil textures that you have on that piece of property. And the web soil survey will actually give you um, like what they call a typical soil profile, which means that, you know, there, there's that top section. If you look, if you think about it as like a layered cake. <laughs> so the, the top layer of cake, the one that's closest to the surface is usually a darker color. And then the one underneath is usually lighter in color. We call that the subsoil. So the top layer is the topsoil. The beneath that is the subsoil. And the roots generally stay within those two top sections of the soil. So I would generally just focus on looking at the properties of those first two top sections of soil. And the, the web soil survey will give you all sorts of information about, you know, how much sand silt clay, whether or not it has good drainage whether or not it's prone to flooding, all of, all of these things that you're going to want to know about beforehand. I think that's fantastic. One um, thing that I notice in our extension office is uh, we do sell soil test kits. Now, I believe those are mostly for gardeners. Is that correct? Or can farmers use those as well? No, actually, the, the soil test kits are for anybody. And the, the way that they differentiate um, the report that you actually get at, you know, afterwards is you just put in a code, you put in a specific code for a specific crop. And that's how they tailor each report to the crop. So um, gardeners can use it, any kind of farmer can use it, you just put in vegetables as your crop code. Right. And they're pretty inexpensive, you know, between nine and $10. I mean, it's, I think mm -hmm. for, the, for the cost, um, it, you know, it, that covers the mailing, so it's a terrific, uh, another option that people have as well, besides that soil survey. Yeah, what I will say is that the, the soil test kit, it's a soil fertility test, and so what it's testing for is pH and levels of specific nutrients. They look at phosphorus and potassium. Um, they don't actually measure nitrogen because nitrogen moves too much in the soil and so it's really hard to get a good reading on it and so a lot of labs actually just don't even test for nitrogen 
um, because it's not going to give you an accurate number anyway. And what crops need nitrogen? Could you remind me of that? Yeah. Everything? So, yeah, everything needs nitrogen, but there are definitely some crops that are notorious. We call them heavy feeders like tomatoes, um, cucumbers, those kinds of things. They need you, a little more. You can amend the soil for that. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So part of what the soil test report will tell you is how much of a specific nutrient you have. And then based on that amount, there'll be a recommendation to add more of that nutrient. Or if you're, you've got enough or you've got too much, they'll say, don't add any more. Let's draw the limit there. So that, I guess that kind of leads to my next question. Can bad soil be fixed? If I'm buying a property and I have my heart set on growing, you know, tomatoes um, and I'm nitrogen poor, what can, are, are there ways to fix bad soil? How long does it take? Right. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I know that that's one that a lot of farmers think about. So there are going to be certain things that you can change about your soil and certain things that you can't. And so I'll, I'll start with the things that you can't change. And um, the biggest one there is, is what we call soil texture. And that's the amount of sand, silt, and clay in your soil. And so the sand, silt, and clay are the mineral particles that make up soil. And they're different sizes. Sand is the largest particle size. Think of beach sand. The second... Um, the second in line is clay. That's a little bit smaller than sand. Oh, no, sorry. That's silt. Let's go back. <laughs> so sand, silt, and clay make up the mineral particles of soil. Sand is the largest. Think of beach sand. Silt is the second in line. That's the medium-sized particle. And then clay is the smallest. Um, and then there, think of pottery clay. Same thing. And the reason why we think so much about soil texture is because it, it determines how the soil reacts and acts in different situations. So if you have a, a, a soil with more sand, more sand in the soil texture, then the water will actually drain much faster through that soil and it's much harder for the, the plants to um, suck up any extra water because the water has already left the soil. And if you have a siltier soil or a clayier soil, then the, the soil actually has a much better chance of holding on to water and having the right amount of water left in the soil for the plants to, to use. And... So you can imagine on the other end of that spectrum, if, if water goes right through a sandy soil, well, then with clay, what ends up happening, and, and anyone who has a clayey soil is very well aware of this problem, that the clay hangs onto the water way too long and can actually end up being detrimental. And so what we recommend is that people look for soils that have a mixture of sand, silt, and clay which is what we call a loam, a loamy soil. And ideally, that's somewhere in the neighborhood of 40% sand, 40% silt, and 20% clay. 
that's a hundred percent there. So, okay. And that would be our, when people <laughs> say lowly soil, that's, that's what uh, uh, someone starting out should probably be looking for. Exactly. Purchase. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, you can't change it over time. There, there's no way, like you, there's no way you could get enough sand. <laughs> people ask about that sometimes, like, well, can I just get a truckload of sand and dump it on my soil and mix it? And now I have a sandier soil. It doesn't work like that. Soils have been forming for millions of years. Um, it's, you're not going to be able to change that particular part of it overnight. So that's why going back to that study, you know, that soil information is really important because that it, it does take a long time to change your soil. As optimistic as we might like to be, mm -hmm. um, it does take a little bit of time. But there are other options. You can do raised beds, um, high tunnels. Yeah, definitely. And so, so that's a, you bring up a good point with the, the raised bed. So if you do find that you have problems with drainage on your farm, um, which more and more people are having problems with drainage because of our weather patterns, because we're having these very heavy rainstorms where we're getting, you know, inch, two inches in a couple of hours, no soil can manage that like appropriately. That's just not how soil was made. And, you know, with, with climate change, we just can't really keep up. But so what we can do is sort of modify our practices to try to combat, you know, that, that excess rain that's coming. And so raised beds are a really great way to do that. So to raise the bed means to actually build up the, the soil to a couple of inches um, so that there's better drainage within that you know, within that raised bed. And so it doesn't actually have, I think of raised beds as like having sides and being a box, but there are actually many techniques you can mm -hmm. have a raised bed. So it could just be mounded soil. Is that exactly? Okay. Yep. So, so that's what most farmers, if you're using any kind of tractor equipment, they're, they're using a, a raised bed uh, implement on their tractor. And um, it's usually combined with their irrigation and black plastic. They, that usually all happens at the same time. Okay. Thank you very much. Steph, for, for, I, I, you know, this has really been expanding my mind is that options. If you had soil that was not, you know, particular to your enterprise, there are options for you down mm -hmm. the road if you were to buy something. So yeah, one of the things that, that people think about a lot and do sort of automatically is to amend soil with compost or with other organic matter. Um, and I, I do generally Will rec I will recommend to start adding organic matter to soils because most soils could use a little bit of extra organic matter to help build up that organic matter within the soil. So that will change over time. And that's something that you, you do have control over. It just takes a little bit of time. Sure. So Megan, if you were to start out today and you were going to just walk me through the steps that you would, you, you might do. Just kind of summarize. For um, if you were to purchase a new new farm, got it. So the first thing I would do if I were purchasing a new farm is to go on Web Soil Survey, put that address into the database, and see what information I can get out of the Web Soil Survey. And I'll look specifically at soil texture and how well that soil drains water. That would and be then, the first step right there, drainage. 
Exactly. Yeah. The other thing you can do, and, and you can still get a lot of great information this way, if you already have a piece of property, maybe you inherited some property and you didn't, you don't necessarily get a say <laughs> in what the soil is like. Um, what you should do is, is still, you can still go on web soil survey and see what they have to say about it. But if you already have a piece of land, I recommend just going out there and digging holes <laughs> and, and get to know your soil that way. And, you know, look at where the different layers are, those different soil horizons, dig a, dig a hole until you can see that second horizon. Um, and you're going to look and see, you know, how deep is each section? How hard was that soil to dig? Um, you're going to look at things like, are there earthworms? Is there, are there critters in the soil that I can see? All that good stuff. That gives you a good picture of the health of the soil. Okay, it's good to know. So, um, you know, we have this wonderful website, the Web Soil Survey. Extension has a lot of help available. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Yep. And so if you ever have any questions about your soil, feel free to, to reach out to your local extension office, or if you know who your your local um, like vegetable extension person is, just reach out to them, or we can always just help direct you to the right person um, who would have the the answers to your questions. Because there's an extension office in every county in Pennsylvania, um, and we all work together, and we can refer you as um, as needed. And I think uh, the extension people are are eager to help. Um, direct you to the mm-hmm. right information. Lynn, yeah. do you have any other resources or ideas that popped up while we were chatting here? I think that's a, would that be a no? <laughs> okay. Well, Megan, I can't thank you enough for um, taking some time out of your day today to talk to us. Um, I am excited um, for people to um, to dig into their soil. I hope mm-hmm. as I as I drive along the 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 uh, the routes of Pennsylvania, I see people out there with shovels, to, to starting to get to know their <laughs> soil a little bit. And we have Lynn with us. Do you have any final comments or questions, Lynn? Yeah. Okay, I think we're having a little sound issue there. So, okay. All right. We we can find, if you um, are interested in any of Lynn's publications, he has a publication on just about every type of farm um, enterprise here in Pennsylvania. So you can also go to our um, New and Beginning Farmer Team or Ag Alternative website to get that information. So thank you, Megan. Thanks so much. All right.